there are two tales waiting for you, told one after the other by an odd set of two. So prepare yourself, dear one, because this is Drops of Darkness. I am Stranger, and I tell only fantasies. Whenever your world has a grip on your throat, I am there waiting to unleash the monsters that sleep in my mind so that they may remind you that you have sharp teeth and claws of your own. The thrift shop on 6th Street is older than any of the other shops around it. Honestly, I'm not sure how it's even still in business. I swear I've never seen a single person shopping there, other than me. It's pretty grungy, and only about half the lights are ever on, and most of the others flickered in a way that reminds me of a horror game I used to watch my brother play when he was still around. So, I mean, I get it. But it's by far my favorite, and my mother would kill me if she knew I'd gone back. I needed to, though. Not because I was actually looking for anything, I just like to browse sometimes. It's always like a little treasure hunt, and not knowing what I might find is what does it, I think. Gets her voice out of my head. I think that's why she forbid me from ever going back. I came home one day too happy for her liking, and had been stupid enough to tell her where I'd been. I don't even remember what it was that I had found and bought with what little cash I had managed to hide from her. She took it from my hand, still in the back. Not sure if she'd actually kill me, I reasoned as I pushed through the door. She would probably come closer than most, though, that much I knew. And I had the bruises to prove it. But soon my worries dissipated into that glorious, slow-moving, musty air. And a blissful silence filled my head. But there was something different. My fingers danced through the mismatched hangers and explore the unorganized shelves. Dust that usually clung for its life on whatever I picked up sprung into the air instead, swirling on a breeze that wasn't there. I couldn't help but follow. I mean, it practically sparkled in the dingy light. If you're looking for something, I'm sure we have it around here somewhere. I don't think I'd ever heard the guy behind the counter speak more than just my total on the rare occasion I've been able to buy something. Even he looked different. You know how sometimes people look like their pets? This guy looks like his shop. I think he could only see out of one of his eyes, and probably not well, since it was only a bit less cloudy than the other. His skin, sweater, hair, all somehow matched the gray and brown tones of the walls and floors, and that counter that I'd don't think I've ever seen him away from. I mean, for all I know, the top half of him sprouts straight up from the floor. I don't know. Maybe I'd just never gotten a good look at him, but I could have sworn that his one good-ish eye wasn't that crazy shade of blue before. It was like it was staring right through my skull. I know, I know. I don't really get why I didn't think about how weird all this was at the time either, but honestly... Even if I had, I still don't think I would have left. He could have grown a second fucking head while I was watching, and I'd still rather be there than home. So you know what I did? I just smiled, said thanks, and followed the dust as it led me to a part of the shop I'd never seen before. 
It didn't bother me that I knew for a fact that I'd come through every nook and cranny of that place more than once. I, I was just excited to find something new. Before you start judging me too harshly, I did finally clock something strange was happening when I started hearing it whisper in my head. Remember, I come here to get voices out of my head, so hearing a new one was enough to make me take a pause. Not much of one, but still. I don't even remember what it sounded like, but what I do remember is that it was like it hooked into my brain and just... I don't know, reeled me in. I knew where it was before I saw it. Uh, before I even knew what it was. It did take some digging around. The box that the dust had settled around was pretty big, and all the cheap costume jewelry it was filled with looked like they had been chewed up and spit back out in a huge, tangled mess. But I finally found it at the bottom. The thick chain was warm when I touched it, like someone had just taken it off. And the satisfied sigh I heard in my head when I nicked my finger on the locket latch was a pretty dead giveaway. Feel free to judge me harshly at this point, because nothing was going to keep me from bringing that thing home with me. I could say that it put me in some weird trance, but even though I'm a lot of things, I'm no liar. I had just found something that felt darker than the darkness that waited for me back home, and I needed it. I realize now how strange it was that the guy behind the counter only flashed a gold-toothed smile at me when I asked him how much, and he responded by telling me, No charge when the item finds you, darling. I realize now how strange it was when I accepted that answer as a perfectly logical response to my question. I might have even started to realize how strange it was when I dozed off taking the bus home and that the necklace that had just been in my hoodie pocket was now around my neck. And I'd only woken up before missing my stop because it had wrapped itself so tight that I couldn't breathe. It wasn't until I walked through the front door and saw her that it all clicked, and I realized what I had found. Or, I guess, what had found me. An escape. Where the fuck have you been, you little shit? My mother asked, practically friendly compared to what she was capable of. What, concerned about my well-being all of a sudden? I'd never been brave enough to talk back like that. God, this sarcasm felt so good. I wanted her pissed when I practically dangled the necklace in front of her. I let the heavy locket swing back and forth in my hand as she wound up to hit me. And just like I thought she would, she forgot about how much she wanted to leave a new bruise when she saw it sparkle. It was gold, and I saw the greed welling in her watery eyes when she snatched it from me. She passed out on the couch not too long ago, the gold chain clutched in her hand. I never had a hope in hell of keeping that necklace to myself, which is why I think it knew I needed it. I needed something to feed her to something darker and scarier than her, and that sure as shit wasn't me. Although, with me just standing here, leaning against the doorway, watching the necklace twisting itself so tight around her fat neck that it's starting to bleed, I'm realizing that I might be at least a little scarier than I thought. Hello everyone, 
In between stories, we'd like to highlight a cause that is worth our collective attention. For November, we decided to highlight Doctors Without Borders. This is a nonprofit that provides medical care to those affected by war, conflict, and disaster. In a world where conflict and crisis seem to never cease, they are on the front lines bringing hope, healing, and humanity to those who need it most. You can find out more and donate at doctorswithoutborders.org or from the link on our website at dropsofdarkness.com. Now, back into the shadows we go. I am someone, and I tell only truth. Whenever something slithers through the barrier between worlds, I am there. Not to stop them, but to watch them and remind you of the countless terrors your kind has survived all on their own. What started as a new house turned slowly into a nightmare. We moved from the city to the country area of Kentucky. When we pulled up to this new house, I had a bad feeling. My bedroom was on the second floor of the house, while my parents' room was on the main floor. For the first few months, I had a feeling like I was in danger upstairs, like someone was watching me with ill intentions. Anytime I looked up to the top of the stairs, I expected to see something anything looking at me, but there was always nothing there. After a few weeks of these feelings, I told my parents about them. My parents just shrugged it off as over-imagining things and as the move still had their child shaken up. In the springtime, my family had a company come out to figure out why the upstairs, specifically my room, was always so cold. They told us we needed new windows and the roof needed more insulation. Between getting the new windows installed and the roof fixed, we experienced a series of bad luck. A family emergency happened and someone ended up passing away. My stepdad picked up an addiction to bars that everyone hated. My older sister was sent off and till this day I still don't know why. My family wasn't acting like my family anymore. The stress was high, as was the tempers. In midsummer, the company came back to work on the roof. They patched and replaced stuff outside, and a week later, there was a hole cut into the ceiling of my room from the attic. The attic was massive, with no insulation, and was super dirty with cobwebs and pillars of wooden support beams with dust piled up on them. This hole was supposed to be temporary, but I ended up having to sleep right under it. That night, I woke up to the house popping as the air came on and I hear someone walking up the stairs and my parents were asleep, so I pulled a blanket over my head and I passed out from fear. I then woke up the next morning and I felt drained, tired, and my motivation was non-existent. The next night while I was sleeping, I thought I was having a nightmare, but I was wrong. I woke up to seeing this black gunk falling from the hole in my ceiling. I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me, so I wiped my eyes and when I pulled my arm from my face, I saw that it was covered in this black gunk. I used the other arm to wipe my eyes and it's also covered. Then I see a head with red eyes and this black gunk melting off of it and I'm shocked. I couldn't move or think of anything to say or yell. I ended up passing out 
from an anxiety attack and I woke up to being on the couch with my parents making sure I was okay. I refused to go up those stairs and whatever it was had drained me so badly that when I woke up from sleep the next day, I couldn't move. I felt down and even had thoughts of ending it. Whatever it was upstairs must have gotten tired of waiting for me to come back up to my room because the feelings eventually left and I was myself again. I ended up barricading the door to that room shut and over time the house went to the bank and we ended up losing it. Thank God. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Drops of Darkness, which is written, voiced, and produced by Anadine Vaughn and Cameron Helquike. If you enjoyed your drift into the shadows, help keep the stories alive by sharing the show, leaving a review, and if you really want to earn the favor of these dark storytellers, tether yourself to their world by tapping subscribe. If you have a true paranormal story of your own that you'd like to be read by someone, you can make the offering to submissions at dropsofdarkness.com or through the form on our website. Until next time, dear one, and remember, when the darkness looks your way, hold its gate.